The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joan Sotkin. She is a holistic business and money coach uh, based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, she is the founder of the website prosperityplace.com and also the author of a book called Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Joan. Pleasure to be here, Jordan. So let's just start with your background. You've had a very varied background in helping people improve their relationship with money in various ways, but give us a little bit of your history and how you got to becoming the holistic business and money coach that you are. Well, it's a long story. <laughs> I've been around a while, and I had been a sick person physically, emotionally, and certainly financially, and I gradually started getting better in all areas, and I wound up building this business, Jones Crystals, and getting to the point where I was earning, in today's money, $50,000 a month and wound up going bankrupt because I had no idea how to manage money, uh, manage the cash flow. I came from a debting family where my father was always overspending and getting into debt. So I learned how to do that too. And I know my parents didn't have a savings account on, until my father, until like almost till my mother retired. It was not something I ever learned how to do. So when I went bankrupt, it was clear to me that there was something else I had to learn about managing money and really got into it and was also very interested in how my health affected my finances, how my emotions affected my finances. And that's why I call myself a holistic coach because I think it's it's about all of us. All all parts of us come into our business, and I don't think you can separate them out. So maybe just tell us briefly, I mean, if you're making $50,000 a month, did your spending rise to that level? I mean, how could you go bankrupt with a business that's that successful? Well, first of all, I bought a lot of crystals. <laughs> I had incredible crystals. And I I, I was managing like five or six people. I had a line of stones in 600 stores. So there was all that uh, putting things together and, and managing inventory. And no one, I had never learned that. And this was in the mid 1980s. So there was no internet. There was no, there were no coaches. And I would ask the bank for help. And they thought it was cute that this woman was selling all these crystals and making all these money. So they would just lend me more money. And I expanded too fast. I see. So kind of taking from your experience, what are some of the big problems that you see people have who are successful outwardly? Because they're making a lot of money, but they're still not successful either emotionally or financially. What, what is kind of learning from what you went through, 
How do you extrapolate that to other people with similar problems? Well, I'm kind of amazed at how many business people are not good at managing their cash flow. I mean, I have clients who make $15,000, $20,000 a month, and I'm teaching them how to manage cash flow. It's like when you say manage cash flow, people go, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and, but you have to do it. I keep hearing that phrase from Marcus Lemonis on The Profit saying, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And people are not in touch with their numbers. And the other thing that I find happens with a lot of business people, they get to the point where they're successful with air quotes around it, but they're not living the life they imagined they would be living. They're stressed. They can't get away from the business. The business is controlling them. And they, they feel trapped in what they've created and have no idea how to manage not only their business but their life so that what they're doing has, no, has more meaning. And so I think you have to look at all of those things. In terms of the money, I think that an, a, an awful lot of people ha, do not have good money management skills. I know I hired a bookkeeper. I had a bookkeeper three days a week. I didn't know that I needed a controller. I didn't know what I didn't know. And nowadays, I think it's so great that there's so many coaches around to help people understand what they don't know. Maybe describe what your services are. If somebody were to hire you as a coach, what would be the ideal kind of client and how would you help them with their problems? Well, usually the people who come to me have a lot of financial fear, no matter how much money they have. Or they've done some things with their money in the past, like going bankrupt a couple of times or or uh, I had one client who was a dentist who sold his practice and went through the millions of dollars very quickly. People who know that they have to do something different, but they don't know what. And they are aware that they don't feel good about what's going on, and they don't want to go to therapy. I'm not a therapist, but I know an awful lot about emotions and how to recognize them and how to deal with them. And very often, the people who I work with usually have been on a personal growth and development path for, for an extended period, period of time, and they're wondering why, even though they're doing all this work, it's not happening for them. And it's, I, I work with men and women, and there's like a variety of businesses they're in. So it's, it's, it's mostly people who really want to get in touch with themselves and their money habits. Uh, for example, I have a, I have a client who's a, a, a physician, and he really was becoming dissatisfied with the way the medical system is set up. So I've been helping him because I have such a, a wide uh, breadth of knowledge in the field of alternative medicine so I'm helping him decide which modalities he wants to bring into his business while we're working on getting his money straightened out. So how do you work with clients? Do you do it on an hourly basis over the phone or Skype? Or how do you work with clients since you're based in Santa Fe and these people are probably all over the country? All over the world. All over the world. <laughs> I have people in Australia and uh, I'm talking to someone uh, soon in Dubai. 
So it, that's the internet. You have to be able to do it worldwide. And uh, what was your question? How do you do it on an hourly basis? I, I, oh, no, I usually have a, um, I do occasional single sessions, but I usually like to have a person sign up for three months. And then there's a monthly fee, and it depends upon how many times a month we meet. Mm -hmm. And then you do it on the phone or Skype or something? Yeah, for, and most sessions run about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, you did this book called Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises to Improve Your Relationship with Money. Is that part of what you're doing as you're bringing the clients through those nine simple exercises? Well, no, I use my podcast, and and I've I've been online for a long time, so I've got a fairly good footprint online, and there's a lot of word of mouth. But I also, like, I'm about uh, to introduce a program called Freedom from Financial Struggle, because a lot of people who are attracted to my work can't afford coaching. So I said, okay, how can I help them in a different way? that's very affordable. And so I put together something, a program called Freedom from Financial Struggle, which has included in it the Build Your Money Muscles training program, which is a six-month program, and they could only access one month and then the next month. So the content drips over six months. And each month has two audios and a workbook and uh, lots of information that they can do on their own. So they're not just reading the book, but being taken through a series of uh, exercises. But also, I think that one of the main reasons people struggle financially is because they feel alone and disconnected. And so we have a teleclass once a month where people can interact and ask me questions. And there's a Facebook group. Because I think it's really important for people to get over that feeling that they've got to do it alone, that they're feeling alone. And the problem is when you haven't got much money and people think, oh, I, I really need more money, they really need more people. So my goal is to help them bring more people into their life who can share with them authentically so that they're not feeling so, so outside of and disconnected. Earlier in your life, when you were having financial troubles, you went through both Debtors Anonymous and Codependence Anonymous. Is that where you kind of got the idea of having a group uh, getting together to talk about similar problems? It just became part of me. I saw how advantageous it was to share on an authentic level with other people who had similar problems. I mean, doesn't that make sense when you hear other people saying the same thing that you're saying in your head? You go, yep. oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. And so I don't have to be so ashamed of what's going on inside of me. So what is that shame about? Because that's a big part of what your program is, is this kind of repressed fear and shame uh, that people have around. Where, where does that come from? Is that from the society or parents? Where, where does that shame come from? I think that... We all develop emotional habits very early in childhood, like the first week. And there are theories that it, it happens in the womb. <laughs> so it goes way back. And you could say it, it comes from our ancestors because you learn your emotions from your parents 
when you're when you're a little baby and you have no verbal skills, you're learning energetically from all the people around you. So if you've got parents that have a lot of fear, you're going to learn that fear and the shame. We live in a shame-based society where we're told you're a disappointment, you're bad, shame on you. I mean, these are expressions that most people know. And our religious training is very often shame-based. The whole idea of sin is, I believe it's man-created, and it's a way of controlling people. And so we get this idea, and also when we're little, when you're little and all the people around you are big, you wonder, why can't you do what they're doing? So there's this sense of, uh, what's wrong with me that I can't do that? And and we we grow up with this idea that there's something wrong with us. And in school where they grade us now, some of us got really good grades in school. But what about the the kid who's who who fails uh, the subjects in school? They can't feel good about that. And so the shame just builds up and builds up. And when they get to be adults and they're dealing with money. That shame is reflected in their money. When you look at your bank balance and you're saying things to yourself like, oh, I should be earning more and why can't I do this like other people do it? And, oh, I'm so ashamed of my income. It has nothing to do with your money. That's your shame that you're projecting onto your money. And how do, if, if you're in that situation, you've been brought up with these things, you're shameful of the whole, how, how would you help somebody overcome that deep-seated shame that's built up, as you say, over many years? Well, first of all, I don't think you can take one emotion and say, okay, we're going to erase that, you know, it's because there's this whole person involved. And what I like to help people do, and I, I work with a lot of male clients, so it's not just women, is to help them recognize what they're feeling in, in real time Without having to give it uh, labels, you don't have to know the words. The, uh, most people are not in touch with their actual feelings because feelings aren't in your head. Your feelings are in your body, mind, the whole thing because feelings come from when these neuropeptides attach to receptors in the cell and that's what causes a feeling. So when you get out of your head and you're able to look inside, and that's one of the things I teach people to do, and I think the reason why mindfulness is becoming so popular because it helps you do this, and you become aware of the kinesthetic experience in your body, and that's what you're feeling, and just recognizing it. Just being aware of what you're feeling on this level rather than eating something or spending something or, or there are so many isms that people use to push the feelings away because when you allow yourself to actually feel the feelings, that's when they're released from these receptors in your cells and you don't have to keep doing it over and over again. So I, when, you know, it's holistic because... It, it, you're looking at the whole person and, and how they relate to the world. And actually, money is just the, the currency that we use 
to interact with the world around us. And it's really, it's really a currency of relationships. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Joan Sotkin. She's a holistic business and money coach in Santa Fe. Uh, her website is prosperityplace.com, and her book is called Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. We'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joan Sotkin. She is the uh, holistic and business and money coach. Uh, She's based in Santa Fe. Uh, She's the founder of prosperityplace.com. And she also mentioned she has a new program called Freedom from Financial Struggle coming out. And there's a website related to that, too, which is freedomfromstruggle.com. Welcome back to the show, Joan. A pleasure to be here. So we, uh, you did this book called Building Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. So we're just going to give people a taste of the different exercises involved. You say you have to start at the beginning to prepare for financial change. What should people do to prepare for financial change and the nine steps they're going to go through here? Well, most people are afraid of change or they react. Uh, and the, you, every time you change, your amygdala goes, danger, danger. That happens in your brain and you kind of pull back. So the idea is to adapt yourself to change. 
and doing things like taking a different route to work or home, turning the toilet paper around the different, that's always a big one. <laughs> it's amazing how people are attached to how the toilet paper is on the roll. And to just do things differently, put your dishes in a different place when you put them away, just to get used to the discomfort that comes with change and so that you recognize that that feeling of discomfort is actually a good thing because it means you're moving forward. So you're saying, particularly when it gets to financial things, people are in certain ruts and it's really hard for them to get out of that, even though it's going to help them get out of it. They'd rather be in the kind of comfortable rut than the uh, scary new new place. Right. For example, if you've never kept track of your, your money, when you start doing it, it's going to feel uncomfortable because it's not what you've done before. If you start using uh, cash instead of credit cards, that's going to feel uncomfortable. And that's a good thing. So there are some specific actions you say people should take to uh, kind of get ready for this. One of them is to create a prosperity journal. What do you mean by that? Well, to keep track of your progress. So... Because progress doesn't happen in leaps and bounds. It's usually more like morphing to a new position rather than hopping to a new position. And so if you can keep track of where you are now and what you learn that's interesting and what's bothering you, it's almost like getting the thoughts out of your head so that they don't go around in that loop. But you also can can keep track of what you're learning in there. I mean, it's it's your relation. You're you're developing a new relationship with your money. And you also said to have a prosperity buddy. Is this like an accountability system? Yes. And remember, I said aloneness is one of the the main feelings that people act out. So that when you have a prosperity buddy, you are now connected to someone who's on the same path that you are. And you're not doing it alone. The alone part is the worst part. You also said to define your financial identity. What do you mean by that? Well, you have a personal identity, which you're trying to protect. And your personal identity might be, I'm a less than person. And you may be protecting that by having less than money, <laughs> by always being in that, in that poor, struggling space. And, but your financial identity is how, how you behave with money, how you spend it, how you save it if you do, what your thoughts are about money. And wherever you are now, if that's not working, then you have to, you have to alter that in some way so that I know I had to move from being a debtor to someone who enjoyed saving more than I enjoy spending. And that, that took a long time to make that shift. So these can take time. This is not a quick process, really. To make this is changes. not a quick fix. Every time I hear someone say, you can be earning six figures in, in 90 days, I just shudder when I hear that because so few people can do that. You also say to work with a power word. What do you mean by that? What would be some examples of good power words? Well, the power word is part of a, a technique. I wrote the manual for the energy psychology technique called Be Set Free Fast that was developed by clinical psychologist Larry Nims. And in that, in that book and in that technique, you use a, you give instructions to your subconscious. Your subconscious is like a faithful servant and it does whatever you tell it. So you tell it every time I use this word, you're going to shift 
something internally. It's, it, it, there's a number of different ways of doing it. And so the power word is one of those, uh, those techniques. And you pick a word like, like uh, mine is terrific or shazam, a word that doesn't have a whole lot of emotional baggage uh, to it, like money. <laughs> and, uh, and then you, I teach in the book how to make the statements that go with that. Like I release my need for shame. Uh, and then you say the power word or I'm, I'm willing to learn to deal with my money. So you're using it to help release your resistance and shift your, your mindset. And so when do you use that word? After you make certain statements, as I outline in the book. There's actually, on prosperityplace.com, if people search for, the, for the, the word power word in the search box, they'll find the article that explains how to do this completely. Although it's in the book too, but um, I, I do it there. And the book, Be Set Free Fast, explains it very completely. So the next exercise is to develop financial awareness. What, what do you need awareness of in, in that chapter? It's a, haven't you noticed that a lot of people are just kind of money blind? <laughs> they, I mean, they know what's in their pocket, perhaps, but they don't know anything about the world of money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've spent a lot of time and energy educating people about money, but most people really don't know what the basics are. I know when I listen to your show, sometimes I hear stuff that I've never heard of before, and, and I do a lot of reading in the world of finance, but a lot of people have no idea what's going on in the business world or the money world. And if you're going to, if you want to make money, then you should know about money. And so that's what this is about. Also, in that chapter, I talk about financial vagueness syndrome. Most people just don't know what they're spending and earning, and they don't know what's left over. I'll say to people, do you keep track of their money? And they'll say, well, I check my bank balance online. And basically they're doing that to make sure they didn't bounce anything. <laughs> yeah, this is what I call ostrich behavior. These are ostriches who just don't, don't want to deal with all these kind of things. You talk about uh, the merits of facing resistance. When you get resistance to all this, how do you face that and not get overwhelmed by it? Well, again, it's a matter of recognizing when you're defaulting to old behaviors. You are going to resist change. That's just what humans do. It's so much safer, appears to be safer, to keep on doing what you're doing. So when you recognize your resistance to the world of money, oh, I don't need to know that. I remember when I first got on the internet uh, 20 years ago and I would say to people, you have to get on the internet and they would go, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> but it was real clear to me that everybody was going to need it. And it, they think that by ignoring it, it's going to take care of itself and it absolutely doesn't. To some extent, though, people can be overwhelmed. There's so much financial news and news channels and magazines. and just, it, It's so much, it, it, people can get tuned out to it because it's overwhelming. Right. So what I tell them to do is, is to take little bits at a time, to not try to read a lot, just to like in the, if they read a newspaper, just to read the headlines in the business section, not to try to understand it, but to just read it so that they 
they become aware of the vocabulary of the world of money, going to different different sites or like like Yahoo Finance or Google Finance, and just being aware. Is what happens is people go to these sites, and then they they contract. They feel ashamed that they don't know it when they never learned it. So how could they know it? <laughs> and the idea is to understand that you're learning something new and no one expects you to know more than you do. And it's a great opportunity to be to get in touch with whatever shame you may feel about your financial position. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Joan Sotkin. She's a holistic business and money coach based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She's the founder of prosperityplace.com and also has another website, which is freedomfromstruggle.com. Uh, we're getting into her book a little bit, which is Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joan Sotkin. She's a holistic business and money coach. Her website is prosperityplace.com, and she also has another one, freedomfromstruggle.com. She's based in Santa Fe, and her book is called Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. Welcome back to the show, Joan. My pleasure. So we have a whole chapter and exercise on identifying financial patterns and underlying emotional themes. So let's go right into some of them. Uh, you, you kind of separate things into three categories, which is something is less than enough, just enough, or more than enough. Explain how that works. Right. And remember, <clears throat> your money is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So if 
you feel poor, feel lack, you're always feeling like you're running out of money, that you're not worthy, there isn't enough for me or anyone else, and you've got uh, your chronic uh, debtor and you bounce a lot of checks and um, you don't like to deal with money, you're probably in a less than enough position and you feel less than. The, the just enough is still not great self-image and you always ha- you're just always got just enough to pay things and you get managed to get the the rent on time so you're not always in arrears but it's just enough and it's actually easier to manage just enough than more than enough because when you get to more than enough you have to make a whole new set of decisions like what to do with the uh, with the surplus but Happier people are usually in the more than enough category. Just super roughly, what would you say the population would break down between more than enough, just enough, and less than enough, percentage-wise, just roughly? I would say that most people are in less than enough and just enough. Pro- I'd say the majority are in less than enough. And in other words, you've got more in less than enough than just enough, and the fewest the lowest number is is more than enough cuz even people with a lot of money think they have they don't have enough so what you're saying is the coaching that you do can get people from less than enough and just enough to more than enough and to be satisfied where they are the if you asked me how many people do you think are satisfied with where they are i'd say a very small percentage of people Everybody's always trying to get to the next thing. And, oh, I wish I had more. And uh, why does anyone need 15 Lamborghinis? There is a show on CNBC, The Secret Lives of the Super Rich. And, and why do people need all that stuff? There, that, to me, shows an emptiness inside. Is this an American thing or is this a global thing, this kind of not having it's, enough? I think it's from what from what I see from all my clients, I'd say it's global. Although people, the poorest people are often more comfortable with where they are than the people who are, say, middle class. Maybe they don't have aspirations. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, uh, but it, it, it are... I'm talking about people who live in in the bush. You know, they're yeah, perfectly they're, happy. They're they know happy. They, they're happy. They know how to deal with their environment. They they they're worried about strangers coming into their thing. So there's always fear of something. But it's this craving for more. It, I think it's more in America. I don't know. I've never lived in Europe, but this always wanting more and I, I don't have enough and, oh, I, I long for more than I have. That to me is what's destructive. And a lot of my work is about teaching people how to develop the feeling of satisfaction. Because if you have a longing habit, if you have a dissatisfaction habit, no matter what you have, you're still going to be dissatisfied. Now, there are five basic emotions that you talk about. Uh, where they can be acted out and have related feelings. Let's just briefly go through and kind of give me an example of how you would act out. And the first one is abandonment. So how is that acted out and what are the related feelings to that? Okay, so it's acted out as a lot of lack of funds, all the financial rescue dramas. 
I used to have to get rescued by my family all the time. And I would, they, I would say, can I borrow some money? And they would say, yes, but you have to pay it back. And I never paid it back. Debting is very much connected to uh, abandonment and aloneness because um, if I owe you money, you're not going to forget about me. <laughs> it's a way of connecting to somebody in a kind of a negative, yes. negative yes. merging, you might call it, right? Yes, it's not that functional, but it works. <laughs> the next one is shame. So how is that acted out, and what are the feelings related to that? Late bill paying. Uh, when, you, when you get your bills and you go, oh, my God, another bill. Um, controlling behaviors uh, and poor investment decisions, and, and that's usually related to things like low self-esteem and feeling invisible and defective and inadequate and guilt goes, in, goes together with shame. But but if you're shameful, you're in shame. Yes. Paying your bills late just makes you more shameful. So it's just like building on this thing. You don't. You're not trying to make it better. Your actions make you even more shameful. Your actions that. help you act out the feelings that are unexpressed. So if you're carrying shame from childhood, then you need a way of expressing it. But you're not walking. You're not saying to anyone, "I feel so ashamed." So you keep creating dramas that give you the opportunity to express it. And, and if you were to write it in your prosperity journal and you face your shame, then you're going to be able to move into a new financial position. Otherwise, you're kind of in the same habit of doing one thing after another to compound your shame, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Now, the next one is anger. Um, so how is act? Anger acted out, and what are the feelings related to that? Okay, so borrowing money without paying it back, uh, uh, not paying your taxes. The IRS usually represents daddy. Daddy's mo uh, money, mommy is food. Um, uh, financial, feeling like a victim all the time, uh, financially, uh, very late bill paying. <laughs> And I, I have identified something called self-directed passive-aggressive behavior because very often anger is acted out through, by, as passive-aggressive behavior. So, and, and passive-aggressive behavior, I want to control your emotions. So in order to control your emotions with my finances, I have to put myself in a difficult position and that's going to allow you to feel badly for me. And this so, is because of anger against your parents or something? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anytime there is abuse, neglect, also, uh, alcoholism in the family, uh, the natural response, the healthy response is anger, but it never gets expressed. I see. And the next one is deprivation. So how does that get acted out and what are the related feelings to that? Acted out through compulsive shopping. Overspending, uh, rat pack behaviors, hoarding. If I, as long as I hold on to this, that they, they can't take this away from me, kind of thing. Homelessness, compulsive debting, and the related feelings would be feeling unloved, unappreciated, poor, uh, isolated, and empty. So can't as a child, you, you were deprived. You and now you're going to make up for it this way. Is that yeah, right? and, and it can be emotional deprivation. 
I know for a lot, my father never touched me. I mean, he, he used to think it was cute to say when she was six months old, she drooled on me and I never touched her again. And that was pretty much true. And so, and, and that's why I had the money problems too, because I felt so unappreciated, so untouched. And um, so it was the, the touch deprivation that really affected how I acted that out through money. And I, when I would see a father holding his child, to this day when I see fathers who are, have gotten much better at, at getting involved with their kids, it's something that I notice because it was so lacking in my life. So you're deprived from that. And the final emotion is a sense of being trapped. How has that acted out and what are the feelings related to that? When you're two years old and you're trapped in this dysfunctional family, can you relate to that? And so trap becomes one of your feelings. You feel trapped by your debt. You um, have difficult relationships at work. Um, and you, you just work overtime. You, you feel trapped by your debt. You feel trapped by your job. You feel trapped in your relationships. And, and that's just a it's a habit that starts in early childhood and you feel constrained and limited and blocked. And, and all of these things can be acted out through your money. So when you're dealing with somebody, a new client, you're going to go through these uh, emotions and kind of see where they stand and, and how they're acting out. Is that the way it works? Well, I'm not quite as organized as you are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you're pretty left brain. Everything is organized. One, two, three, four, five, six. (laughs) And and I'm like the mirror image, right? Where I work on a very intuitive level. So I just ask people what's happening. And if they're telling me what's happening in their life, I can usually figure out what they're feeling. And I can often figure out what the family dynamic was. So it's not like going to therapy where you have to tell the whole story over and over again. No, that's not it. And, and it's different for every person because every person has a different need and a different goal. And I, I listen to some of these young people on podcasts that I listen to and people like you where everything is organized and you can define everything clearly and they all have fancy schmancy names. And I'm just Joni Sotkin here, and I'm listening to people and trying to find out what they need. And it's different for everybody. I mean, these are very deep emotions. It must be difficult for people to kind of dig into them and expose all the stuff which has been kind of buried for decades in many cases. Right, but I've learned to do it gently. And I, I'm what's called an empath, which means that I actually can feel other people's feelings. And... So when someone's talking to me, just from the sound of their voice, I can see hear what's going on. Or if someone tells me, like I have a client whose whose wife died, and we had done some work years ago, and and so we got in touch. Well, I try to put myself in the position of the person I'm talking to, and imagine what I would be feeling in that situation. Because we're all connected. We all have the same feelings. And it's when other people hear our feelings that we feel some relief. And so when someone tells me what's going on, and I'm not afraid of your feelings because I've done so much work on my feelings that I'm not afraid of feeling your feelings along with you. 
So you, Which, people feel gotten, is what you're saying. Yeah, and you're yeah. You're empathetic with them, and then that allows them to open up, is what you're saying. Right, and and they don't have to have a feeling vocabulary. And it's like, I'll say something like, I'm feeling a heaviness in my heart now. Are you feeling that? And they go, yeah. Or I'm feeling a tightness in my abdomen. Are you feeling that? And then they know that I know where they are. Yeah, that helps. So it's very a good. very di- it's a very different. You know, this is why I've had such a hard time marketing it. How do you describe this? You know, <laughs> it's like in in Jordan Goodman terms. You know, well, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> What's the process you use? Speaking I of the ha- process, we have to go to a break. So okay, <laughs> we are going to a hard break here. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My fun guest here is uh, Joan Satkin. She is, as you can see, a holistic business and money coach based in Santa Fe. Her website, prosperityplace.com, and also freedomfromstruggle.com. Her book we've been talking about is Build Your Money Muscles, uh, Nine Simple Exercises to improve, Improving Your Relationship with Money. We'll be back after this. <laughs> From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Joan Sotkin. She is a holistic business and money coach in Santa Fe. Her website, prosperityplace.com, and she also has freedomfromstruggle.com. Welcome back to the show, Joan. Glad to be here. So we were just talking about shame. You have a specific uh, giveaway that you'd like to tell people about at prosperityplace.com. Tell me what that is and how they can get it. It's uh, an audio and transcript. And if uh, they go to prosperityplace.com slash bonus, then they can get the audio healing your financial shame. And I go into where it starts and what to do about it and how to use the power word. It's really a good beginning. What are some of the other things that people can find at prosperityplace.com? In the free audio and uh, ebook section, there are uh, 
instructions for meditation. I'm big on meditation. And uh, the audio, there's six audios on the basics of build your money muscles. And uh, I, I don't remember everything that's in there, but it's a whole lot of stuff to get them started on, on the right path. So there's a lot of free stuff. And is there also a subscription service of some kind? Well, once they get into that area, they're on my, on my list. And then they'll <clears throat> find out what's coming up in the future. Okay. All right. So we, we've gone through the emotions part. Now you get to kind of the solutions once you figure this thing out. One of the first ones is to set attainable goals. What do you mean by that? And how should people yeah. do that? Well, first of all, if I'm talking to a person who is consistently making fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year, and they say to me, "Well, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars next year," I know they don't have a realistic idea of what it takes to make a hundred thousand dollars. So, if you're making fifty thousand dollars, let's say you're making five thousand dollars a month, and you set your goal for five for fifty five hundred dollars a month, you're more apt to reach that than to reach uh, $9,000 a month quickly. So the idea is to create small incremental goals that you can reach so that you feel a sense of accomplishment. Yes. And, the next thing yeah. you, yes. The next thing you say is to replace unproductive financial thoughts. So you get an unproductive kind of shame oriented, uh, thought. How do you replace that with something more positive? Okay, well, that, then we're into a number of different things. You have to develop new habits. You, at this moment, are just a bundle of habits. And if it's not working for you, then a lot of those habits have to change. So I use recognize, release, and replace. So the first thing you have to do is recognize if you've got self-talk going on and on in your head, oh, you can't do that, and you didn't do that right, and you really should do this, and you should do that, you have to recognize that that's what's going on, and it has nothing to do with reality. It's just the thoughts you've got. So you've got to develop a new habit. Uh, it's like every time I start thinking, because when, you, when you're in business, things go up and down, up and down. And if I start thinking things are going in the wrong way, I've got a phrase I use, which is a large sum of money from an unexpected source. And that puts my thinking in a whole different direction. I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You also you have, say... You have to fool yourself. You, you know, have to, <laughs> you have to... <laughs> you also say to adopt functional financial beliefs as opposed to dysfunctional ones. What do you mean by that? Well, if you believe that... Uh, that that wealthy people are bad, you have to look at that belief because you're never going to want to be wealthy. And so I give exercises. Every chapter in the book has actions to take. There are, there are more actions in there than just the exercises. So I give lots of steps for doing that and for examining your beliefs and saying, is that true? And remember, what you have to do is create new neural pathways in your brain so, when, so that you start uh, having different responses to familiar stimuli. And a lot of the book is about how to develop these new responses. You also said to cultivate healthy money feelings. 
I mean, you just can't kind of, if you're feeling negative and shameful and all these things, you just can't say, well, I'm going to be healthy now. How, how do you get to healthy <laughs> oh, money feelings? Oh, if only we could do that. <laughs> that would be so Just flip good. a switch somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, a magic wand. I have this magic wand I'd like to to show you. And, and again, there are, uh, first of all, you get in touch with your money feelings. When am I feeling shame? When am I feeling anger? When am I feeling deprived? And, and I give the power word technique for using these things. There are a lot of energy psychology techniques like EFT, emotional freedom technique, and they're very popular now. I mean, 10 years ago, we didn't have these. And, and now we have them. And so you don't have to go to therapy to fix your feelings. There are a lot of things you can do on your own or with just a few sessions with someone who does these sort of things. The next thing you're saying, after you've got your feelings in a more positive way, is to establish responsible financial behaviors. For somebody who has been putting this off and not really dealing with it, how do you start, as you say, change is hard for people, establishing good financial behaviors? Well, first of all, you have to make the decision. You have to be willing to do it. And I, I have exercises in the book for getting over your own resistance. And people will say things like, well, I'm not good with numbers. Well, the fact is you don't have to be good with numbers. With all the software and the apps we've got today, you don't have to do math. You just have to enter data. So if you're telling me you're not good with numbers, that has nothing to do with managing your money. And, and really, at some point, people have to be uncomfortable enough to say, I'm willing to go through a different kind of discomfort, which is doing things that are not familiar to me, so that I can get out of where I am. And in the 12-step programs, they say you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when you finally reach that place, if it's not working for you, you're going to have to make the decision to change. And that's when you start using a book like this. A lot of people tell me, oh, yeah, I have your book. And I say it's like vitamins. You have to put them in your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have the book. You just look but, at it and that doesn't do it for you, huh? doesn't do it. And your exercise, your final exercise is improving relationships with yourself and others. So after all these things you've got, you've changed your mental idea, you've got better behaviors. What, what does that final step involve, improving relationship with yourself and others? Learning to love yourself. And because uh, one of the beliefs that keeps you from making money is the fact that you're unlovable. When you feel loved, accepted, acknowledged, and appreciated, you're going to get paid. But you have to love, accept, acknowledge, and appreciate yourself before that's reflected back to you from the outside world. And connecting to others, we're tribal, we need other people. It's really important to create a network of support. In about two minutes we have left, why don't we kind of summarize what difference it would make in somebody who follows your money muscles as technique and works with you as a, a client and a coach compared to where they are before doing all this? You get to like yourself in your life and just have a sense of peace. I think my greatest achievement in life is not only that I'm healthy because I wasn't always, but that I have peace of mind and so few people do. And it's not about how much money you have, but how comfortable you are living your life. And I think that's really something to aim for. And you're saying it can be done no matter how bad your 
background was if you have the motivation to change it, that anybody can be transformed like this. Anybody who's willing to be transformed. You have to have that passion and, and desire to do it. And you have to be you have to be willing and give yourself permission. You have to be willing to be different from what you've been. And that's it's just it takes time. I th- I think it's very difficult to do without a coach of some sort. Just reading the book is not enough. They have to hire you as a coach as well. Well, no, I've had people tell me that they went through the book. I have one client who, before he called me, read the book four times. And he said, every time I read it, I find something new. So, And I've gotten lots of mail from people who have said that the book helped to change their lives. So I think that's fabulous. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Joan Sotkin. She's a holistic business and money coach. She's based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Her website is prosperityplace.com, and she also has another website, freedomfromstruggle.com. Her book is called Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. We just gave you a taste of the different nine exercises, and it's really been fascinating, Joan. So thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show. It was fun. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.